Good morning and a good Chaydesh, everybody. Today's daf is Babakama daf ayin. We are holding on the very top of daf ayin, Amr Aleph, the top line, Amri Nahardai. Today's share is sponsored by Dr. David Landerer, in honor of his wife and children, Ali Nishmas' mother, Golda Basimcha Shalom. Also sponsored by Daniel Sadian for the success of Klali Yisrael in these times, and Atzlacha for our soldiers and captives who should all return home safely. Also by Simeon Moshe Kleidman, for Shlema, for Rafal Moshe Ali Melech Ben Basha, for Shlema. And also by the Gross family, Lizecha Nishmas, Chanaleya Bas Moshe Tzvi, Ramoshi Yehuda Ben Rav Nachum, Chayaleya Bas Naftali Herzka, and Tzvi Menachem Ben Shmayahu, all of the Nishamos Shravan Aliyah. We thank all of the sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So the first thing we're going to discuss is a Shtar Harsha'a, that when you give power of attorney to somebody, so first we're going to have a limitation, the idea that maybe you cannot write a on metaltalin. Why on earth are we talking about that right now? Because we've just been discussing Rabbi Yochanan that when something is Eno Bereshuso, even though you're the owner of it, but it's Eno Bereshuso, you lose certain power over it. So one of those powers you may lose over it is the ability to write a Shtar Harsha'a when something is Eno Bereshuso. And once we're talking about Shtar Harsha'a, the Gemara is going to get into some of the specific wording necessary to write a Shtar Harsha'a. Then the Gemara is going to discuss us. If you have a, uh, a shliach that went to uh, to court for you to be able to receive payment of something, can he keep a portion of the winnings as his payment uh, on his own? Are you going to be able to be motzi miyado if he keeps a portion of the winnings as his payment for his services? Then the Mishnah in the middle of Amr Alif is going to talk about three different halachos. First halacha is the, uh, all related to Dalit Vehei, all related to Tavach Machar paying Dalit Vehei. The first halacha is going to be about the level of edus necessary in order to be mechaev Dalit Vehei. The second halacha is going to talk about cases where one might have thought that we apply Kamle Bidraba Minei, but we are unable to apply Kamle Bidraba Minei, and therefore the person is still Chayiv in Dalit Vehei. And the third halacha in the Mishnah is going to be if the Shechita that you did, Tavach, you were Ganav, but the shechita that you did is somehow not matir the basar ba'achila, still doesn't allow a person, it's not a valid shechita that will allow a person to eat the meat, are you still going to be chayiv dalid vehei? So we're going to have a machlokas about that. The Gemara is going to discuss in the context of the level of edus necessary in order to be chayiv dalid vehei, the Gemara is going to discuss the principle of davar velo chatsi davar, that uh, when do we assume that edus is only a chatsi davar and is therefore not a valid edus. We're going to have machlokas tanayim about davar below chatsi below chatsi davar. Then the gemara is going to discuss about paying dal um, The uh, in cases we're going to have a stira. If I can just ask everyone to mute. It's a little distracting. There's someone that's not muted. Um, E G is your initials. Uh, so uh, so the uh, if the uh, or it's something is how you. Okay, so the uh, the 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 uh, the the God of the uh, thank you. Uh, so God of Machar B'Shabbos, the Gemara is going to have a stira between our Mishnah and Abraisa when your God of Machar B'Shabbos, whether you chayiv dalavei or not, and the Gemara is going to have two uh, ways of resolving that contradiction. So let's begin the very top line of Daf Ayin Amid Aleph. Uh, at uh, the very top line of Davayin Amr Aleph at Amri Nahardai. So again, we're going to start this by discussing a Shtar Harsha'a. Amri Nahardai, Lo Kasvinan Ur 
You can't write a shtar harsha'a, uh, which is a power of attorney, on metaltalim. You have metaltalim that someone else, uh, you own metaltalim that's right now in the possession of somebody else. So you send the shliach to extract that metaltalim from that person. You're not able to write a shtar harsha'a on that. And therefore, if the person who, the way Rashi understands it's a pikadon, if the person who is uh, the nifkad, who's holding on to the pikadon, gives that metaltalim to the shliach and it gets lost along the road, the bailim can go back to the nifkad and be toveye it from him because uh, through giving it to that shliach, you have not uh, fulfilled uh, the, the, uh, the, the requirement to give it back to the bailim because the shtar hasha'a was invalid. It is not a shtar hasha'a, the, uh, the shliach is not a representative of the bailim. Uh, the, that's how Rashi understands that we're talking about a pikadon biyad hanifkad. Tosos however says, no, we can't possibly be talking about a, a pikadon because the reason you're not allowed to write a shtar hasha'a is a continuation of Rabbi Yochanan is because it's eno berushuso whereas a pikadon is considered berushuso. I mean, how do we define berushuso? I have things that I own right now that are in my house. I, I don't have them in front of me, but you're not going to say that that's eno berushusi just because it's not in front of me. So I have something that I asked someone to watch for me. I have a shomer watching it for me. That's called eno berushusi, that that's not in my that's absolutely Bereshus If I want to be maktish something or mafkir something that I happen to have a shomer watching for me, I'm allowed to do that. So therefore, Toso says, no, it must be that we're talking about metatalin that were stolen from me. And that's what Nardaya is saying, that the nigzal is not able to write a shtar harsha'a to a shliach to be motzi miyala gazlan. That you can't write a power of attorney to a shliach who's going to be motzi miyala gazlan. That's what the Ramban writes in the Chamos as well, that uh, they were talking about metaltalin of Geneva and Gezela, and uh, many other Rishonim say that as well. The Ketzos tries to defend Rashi, and he says that maybe the, the, the case is not just a regular Pikadon, but the Nifgad has some sort of Taina or Tevia on the Pikadon, because Minastam, that's why you would, you would need Harsha to, to get it back from him. I mean, if it's Stam, a Shomer of mine, so what do I need Harsha to get it back from him? Just ask for it back and you get it back. Harsha means I'm, 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 I'm writing a power of attorney where someone's going to represent me in court. What are you going to court for if you just uh, gave a pikat on someone? No, we must be talking about a case where the Shomer says, no, it's really mine. I, you know, uh, He has some sort of taina that he should be able to keep it. Oh, so if that's the case, then it's taka eno So that's how the Ketzos defends Rashi. So either way, since it's metaltalin, you cannot write a shtar harsha where someone's going to be able to be you in the courtroom. Amr Ravashi la Meimer. So Ravashi says to Meimer, my taina so what, what's the basis of such a halacha? So Amalei says, Mishum to Rabbi Yochanan. It's all based on what we've been talking about. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan, to Am Rabbi Yochanan, of Bailim, if a person steals an object and the Bailim did not have Yeush from it, and neither the rightful owner nor the Gazlan are able to be Makdish that, uh, that, that item that was stolen. The Gazlan can't be Makdish simply because it does not belong to him. And uh, the Nigzal can't be Makdish because it is not in his Rushos and you're not able to be Makdish something unless it is both Shalom 
and Birushuso. So just like you can't be Makdashit, you also can't write a Shtar Harsha'a on something that's Eino Birushuso. The Ramban explains in the Mulchamos that something that you can't be Makdash and you can't be Makna, uh, you don't have any Rishus over it. And therefore, it's not, you're not considered the Bailim to be able to write a Harsha'a on it, all because you can't be Makna it. Meaning the point is that it's not enough Birushuso for you to be able to affect a transaction on it, for you to be able to affect a Kenyan on it, and therefore Therefore, you can't write a harsha on it. The Rashba's shita is, no, even though you can't be maktish metaltalin that are stolen from you, because there's a gzeris hakasov, that ma beso birushuso, that when it comes to hegdish, it needs to be birushuso in order for you to affect hegdish. However, you can be makna something with a mecher, a matana, even if it's eno birushuso, and still you can't do a harsha on it. So it must be that uh, that, 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 uh, that, that a milva is included that you're not able to be maktish, but you're able to be makna, and nevertheless you cannot write arsha. I mean, the way the Ramban understands is the inability to write arsha is a function of an inability to be makna. The Rashba says nothing doing. You can be makna things that are not so It's not about an inability to be makna. You have every right to give us a matana, a mecher, anything that's in a so You still can't write arsha because arsha is a function of your inability to be maktish something. So uh, when it's in a Shusa, it's a that you cannot be maktish something. So anyway, that is the first lashon over here that you cannot write arsha on metaltalin that is uh, in someone else's possession because it's Eino Birushuso. Ikeda Amri, another uh, version of what the Nahardai said, is entirely different. That Amri Nahardai, Lokasfinan Orkasa Amitatli Dikafre. You're not allowed to write Ashtar Amitatlin that someone else is holding on to and he has denied it only when he's been kofar in it uh, that he says he doesn't want to return it to you only then are you not allowed to write harsha'ah time of the kafre the only reason you can't write a harsha'ah is because the guy has denied it and therefore the shikra it looks like they're signing on a star sheker when you give uh, because you're giving it to a shliach something that it's as if you're giving a star harsha'ah to a shliach or you're giving something over to a shliach that you don't have that uh, that's not really yours so that so so that's what you're not allowed to write ashta of a low kafre but if the guy didn't deny anything then kasvinan then you're able to write a star harsha even though it's metaltalin and even though it's in somebody else's rushos so uh, how do we pass them like the first lashon of Nardai or like the second lashon of Nardai? Tosa says we split. That the halacha is like the second lashon in that you are allowed to write harsha on metaltalin. However, the halacha is not like the second lashon that we're f- worried about mechsi kashikra if the guy was kofar. So we go even further than the second lashon. I mean, the first lashon said if it's metaltalin and someone else's rishos, no harsha whatsoever. Second lashon said sometimes yes, if it's metaltalin and someone else's as long as they haven't been kofar, you could write a harsha. But otherwise, if they've been kofar, you cannot write a harsha. How do we paskin beyond even that? We say you can write a harsha from a talton, even if the person has been uh, has been kofar. So that's how Tulsus writes. So we paskin really uh, like neither lashon, but the way Tulsa, how can we paskin like neither lashon? Because we're paskin partially like the first and partially like the second. Like the second lashon that you can write a harsha from a and like the first 
lashon that whether he's kofar or not makes absolutely no difference. Another halacha relating to Arsha that uh, once we're talking about it, Ve'ami Nardai, that Nardai had taught us about Arsha, Orkasa de lo kasabe, any star Arsha that does not have the following language, Zil don uzchi va'apik l'navsheich, go and, and, and get involved in the Din Torah with the other party, and uh, you'll be zocha and, and extract the money for yourself. So if you don't have that lashon, let's pay mashasha, then it's not a real shtar harsha. My taima, why do you need that lashon? Because the nifkad who's holding the metaltalin can say to this shliach who's coming on your behalf, you are not, I don't know who you are. I have no uh, dealings with you. Why should I go to a din Torah with you? You're not the other party in my din Torah, so I'm not giving you anything. And if the shtar harsha says, I want you to go be uh, deal with the Din Torah and you will be Zoha Lemechza Lishlish Lirvia to a percentage of the winnings in court. So Miga de Mishtai Dina Palga, Mishtai Dina Kula. Then the uh, Nitva cannot say La Valdvarm Didiat because he is a partial Valdvarim, and once he's able to be done the Din Torah about a uh, half or a quarter or a third, because it is no Gayatim, that's when he's gonna be able to keep. So then he's able to be Mistayin on the entire amount, even on the the chelak that uh, that goes to the uh, that, that goes to the to the bailim. Now the rush points out if, uh, if 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 let's say you didn't write uh, you know the the proper lashon. So we said the the, the nifkat can say lav baldvarm didiat. But if he gives it to him and it's uh, an onus happens bederach, he's going to be potter. It's only that we don't force the nifkad to give it to give it to him. That's how the rush writes. Now the rush writes a little bit later on that we need explanation for this. Meaning you know that he's the shliach. So what does this mean? We're not going to force the nifkad to give it to this guy because he could say, I don't know this guy. He's guy. I have nothing to do with this guy. What do you mean? You know that he's the shliach. Maybe he's not power of attorney, shtar harsha. Uh, but there is such a concept called shlichus, so uh, shouldn't it be like any other uh, random case of shluchus shaladam kamoso, where no special star is needed if I appoint someone a shliach to do something for me, so they, they become like the bailim? So why would the, taka, the chacham make a takana that the nifkat could say, I'm not giving you anything because I don't know who you are? What do you mean? He's a shliach. So the rush explains that we're choshesh, that maybe the mafkid is going to be mevatel the shlichus, and he's no longer longer a shliach. The only way we're going to trust that this person is still a shliach is if he's holding a shtar harsha'ah. Because if he's holding a shtar harsha'ah, then the mafkid has no ability to be mevatel the shlichus. The only way to be mevatel the shlichus is by confronting him, getting the shtar harsha'ah back, ripping it off. Until then, this guy is the mafkid. So that's why we wouldn't give him uh, any of the winnings if he were not, uh, if he do- doesn't have a shtar harsha'ah. Now, uh, the, the, uh, so we had said that, but if, if, if uh, the the uh, the star the includes Lushlish or the Revia, that he's going to get some percentage of the winnings, then the, the, the Nifkat can't say Lav Baldvarm Didiat. So the Prisha writes that the reason is because uh, whatever, the, the greater the winnings, the more he's going to get. So he's a Baldvarm on everything. I mean, you can't just say he's a Baldvarm on Chatsi, on, uh, on Revia. No, he's a Baldvarm on all of it because as, uh, he's getting a percentage. So he's he, so, so whatever, however much uh, there's an increase in the winnings, that's a uh, it relates to him. That's how he explains, the Prisha explains the Shittas Haraivid in Ilkha 
Hilch and Paragimel Alachabes, that if you say Meir Dinari Mimashiyeshli Bial Ploni Yu Shalacha, then uh, the Nifka doesn't have to deal with this guy. Meaning, if you don't give a percentage, you give a number and you say, okay, I have a bunch of money by this uh, Nifkad, you'll get $100 of it if you, uh, if you can go and extract it in court from him. That is not a valid Hasha. The Nifkad can say, I don't know who you are, you got nothing to do with me. Uh, because his, his only, his only Shaykhus is to $100. His Shaykhus is not to all of the, uh, to all of the money. Okay, so the Gemara brings Machlokas whether Tfisa would work. Amar Amemar, Itafas, if the Shliach is Tofes and holds the money for himself, meaning that he got from the, he went and he won the case. And now and he got uh, he got all this money, and now he doesn't return it to the uh, to the to the mafkid. Lo mafkid we're not able to take it away from him. Ravashi Amar Kivan de Kasvile called the Misani Mendina Kabbalah Salai. Since he wrote him in the Star, whatever uh, you know, you'll win or uh, lose in Din. I am a Kabbalah myself. Shliach Shavye. He made him a Shliach alone, and therefore the Bailam can be Motzi the Mamon from him because he's his Shliach. And others say, no, uh, when he writes that in the Lashon of the Rasha, he's making him a Shutaf. What's the difference between whether you're making him a Shliach or you're making him a Shutaf? That if the Shutaf, uh, if he's a Shutaf, then he can be Tofes, half of the half of the money that he won in court, right? You, you hire this uh, this attorney to go represent you in court, and his fee is that he's going to keep half of, the, half of the money. So if he's a uh, viewed as a shutaf and not a shliach, so uh, then he's allowed to keep half of the money. If he's viewed as a shliach, he can't keep it. You may owe him money for services provided, but whatever he won in court, it really should uh, should go to you. We assume that he made him a shliach, and therefore he's not able to be tofes. The tefisa doesn't, uh, doesn't help. Okay, new Mishnah now. So we, we've been discussing the dinam of Dalit Vehei. So our Mishnah is going to tell us three different halachos relating to the dinam of Dalit Vehei. So halacha number one, Ganav al pishnayim v'tavach u'machar al pihem, we know that Yechayv Dalvei if you're Ganav, and then Tavach Omachar. What if two Edim saw that you stole it, and then the same two Edim are also able to testify you shechted and sold it? Okay, good, or sold it. So good, that obviously Yechayv Dalvei. What if two Edim saw that you stole it, and a different two Edim testify that you shechted it, or testify that you sold it, in that case you are also chayiv dalit vei, even though it's two sets of edim. As we'll see in the Gemara, the chiddush of this line in the Mishnah is that we do not apply the principle of davar velo chatsi davar. One might have said, Edim saw that I shechted an animal. They don't know whose animal it is. They don't know that I stole that animal. So they're not testifying about anything, really. There's no halachic import to their testimony. It's only when you put it together with the testimony of the first set of Edim who saw that I stole it, only then is it, does it give context and meaning to the second set of Edim. Maybe that's a chatzi davar. Maybe that's not a valid edus. So that's the chiddush of this first line, that we do not apply the principle of davar v'lo chatzi davar. Second halacha in the Mishnah, ganav umachar b'shabbos. If you steal, and then, uh, whenever you stole, and then you sell it on Shabbos, where there's no chiv misa for selling something on Shabbos, it's not one of the lamatas melachs of Shabbos, ganav umachar l'avodazara. You steal something, and then you sell it for avodazara, where you're not chayiv misa, uh, 
for selling something to uh, to Avodah If you shecht something on Shabbos, if you shecht something la Avodah then you are chayiv misa, and that's what we're going to have a mission later on. Then you're going to be put from Dalvei because if you're chayiv misa, we apply kamle bidrabaminei. Meaning, if at the time that you're shechting, then you're uh, you're 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 becoming chayiv misa, you're not going to have to pay Dalvei. But at the time that you're selling to Avodah or selling on Shabbos, you're not chayiv misa, and therefore you're still going to be chayiv Dalvei. Ganav vitavach biomakipurim. If you steal an, uh, an animal and then you shecht it on Yom Kippur, so yes, you're in violation of Yom Kippur when you shecht it, but violating a malach on Yom Kippur is a chiyuv kares, which happens bidei shemayim. So we don't apply kamle bedrab minei to chiyuv ekrisus, and therefore you're still going to be chayiv dalin vehei. Let's say you steal something that belonged to your father, an animal that belonged to your father, a sharose that belonged to your father, and then you either shechted it or sold it, and then the father died. So who's going to yarshin your father? I Meaning you owe dalivay to your father, but now the father's no longer there. So essentially you owe dalivay to yourself and all of your brothers. So uh, so yeah, that's what you, that's what you do. You have to uh, you have to pay the dalvei to all the brothers that uh, that yarshin it uh, to, together together with you. So you chayiv. You have to pay the dalvei. If you stole and you shechted an animal and then afterwards you were makdish that behema, you're still going to pay dalvei in uh, in those cases. Okay. The third uh, part of the mishnah. Let's say you stole an animal and then you shechted it, but you didn't shecht it to eat it. You shechted it because you're using the meat as some sort of medication uh, or uh, to feed to the dogs or something like that. Not for the purposes of eating. Or let's say you can't eat it. Uh, you stole the animal, you shechted it. Turns out the animal was a trefa. Or you, you stole an animal and it was a chulun animal and you, you, you shechted it in the azara. So uh, it becomes asr bachila chulun bazara. So mishalim tashlumi arba Still in all those cases, you pay dalit vehei. Even though you don't end up eating the animal and in the last two of those cases, you're not even able to eat the animal the animal is no longer kosher because it's either a trefa or it's chulun bazara. Still, Tanakama says he paid dal Rabbi Shimon poter bishnei elu. But Rabbi Shimon says, "Whoa, you just said three cases. I, I, I don't think you're chayv dal on the last two. Meaning, when you shechted and you intend to use it leklavim lerefua, so it's perfectly kosher meat, and you're just choosing not to use it as uh, as food. You're choosing to use it for something else. Yeah, that you can be chayv dal because the meat is still, you know, it was a valid shechita. But when you shechted, it turns out the animals a trefa. You shechted and it was chulun ba'azara. It's not even a valid shechita. So for that, you're not going to be chayiv dalvei. Not because of kamle bidramine. That was part two of the mishnah. This you're chayiv dalvei because it's gonna v'tavach. You're chayiv dalvei. This is not called tavach. The definition of shechita is a shechita that will uh, thereby make the food kosher, make the meat kosher. If the meat's not kosher at the end of the day, then you're not going to be chayiv the dalvei. Okay. So now going back to the first part of the mishnah, we had said in the mishnah that if two adams said that you stole it, and then another two Adam said that they saw, they either shechted it or sold it. Our mission seems to be against Rabbi Akiva. Because doesn't Rabbi Akiva darshan the Pasuk that says that it's Davka Dovar Velo Chatsi Dovar that Edus has to be on the entire story, not on half a story. And over here, the second set of Edom are just being made that you shechted 
accepted an animal, but they don't know that it's not your animal. So they're not being made on anything that has any halachic importance whatsoever. So Gemara brings a brisa where Shittas Rabbi Akiva is uh, stated. Ditanya, Amr Rabbi Yossi, Kishalach Abba Chalafta, Eitzel Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri Lilma Torah, when Abba Chalafta went to Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri to learn Torah, Ve'amri Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri Eitzel Abba Chalafta, and some say it was the opposite, that Rabbi Yochanan Ben-Nuri went to Abba Chalafta, just totally parenthetically, Rashi writes on Amr Beis that Chalafta is the name of Rabbi Yossi's father, and that's why he would call him Abba Chalafta. He was my father, Chalafta. So uh, there's Allah in Shulchan Aruch in Yardes and Reish Mem that you're not allowed to call your father by his name. So the kash is, how could Rabbi Yossi call his father Abba Chalafta? So the Ramah over there writes, yes, you're not allowed, but in the context of not a father, in the context of a Rebbe, that you're not allowed to call your Rebbe by his first name either. So the Ramah writes that if you add a title, Rebbe Umori Ploni, then you're allowed to call him by his first name. So the Gra says that the it, that's not only true of a Rebbe, that's true of a father as well. And the Raya is that Rabbi Yossi called his father Abba Chalafta. That since he didn't just call him Chalafta, he called him Abba Chalafta, and Abba is a title, so, uh, so therefore he's allowed to call him by his, uh, by his first name. Um, the uh, the, 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 the uh, Sefer Ma'ana Lashon writes that Rabbi Yossi said, and he actually didn't mention his name. And the Tana of the Brisa added the word Chalafta. So that's another Mahalich. That it's not that Rabbi Yossi says Abba Chalafta. It's Rabbi Yossi said Abba. But for our benefit, and we don't know who Rabbi Yossi's father was, whoever was recording the Brisa filled in, you know, Rabbi Yossi's father, Chalafta. So, so that we'll know exactly who it's talking about. So anyway, when somebody went to somebody, there was the following conversation that, uh, that happened. If, uh, let's say, Two Adam testified that a guy was living in a field and uh, or benefiting from you using treating a field as his own for one year and Shnia Bifneshnaim and then another set of Adam testified that a guy was uh, using the field as his own for a second year and Shlishis Bifneshnaim and another two Adam testified that he was using the field as his own for a third year Mahu is that a Chazaka of Gimel Shanim meaning when there's a dispute over who owns this karka who owns this house so uh, nor- so normally what resolves the dispute is Star. Do you have a star to produce that says that uh, the guy, the, someone comes to, to me? I'm living in my house for uh, twenty, uh, you know, for twenty years. Someone comes over to me and says, "That's my house. You don't belong there." So how do I prove that it's that it's not his house that it's my house? I take out a star. That would be the easiest way to do it. I, I have a deed that this uh, this house belongs to me. Let's say I can't find it. It's been twenty years. So as long as I have edus that I've been there for three years, so then I have a chazaka, and we assume that it actually belongs to me. So what? if I don't have the same neighbors the neighborhood keeps changing people it's a transient uh, neighborhood people keep moving in and out so I don't have people that have been there for three years that could testify that I've been there for three years but I have a neighbor that was there three years ago another set of neighbors that was there two years ago another set of neighbors that was there last year so when all together it would add up to three years so is that a valid uh, chazaka so Amr Harezo chazaka he said yes that is a valid chazaka Amr so he responded back to him who the he and the him is depend who the he was that asked the question it was uh, the conversation between Rabbi Yochum and Rabbi Yochum Chalafta. So Afani Omer Kain says, I agree. But you should know, not everyone agrees. Elish Rabbi Akiva Cholik, but Rabbi Akiva disagrees. Rabbi Akiva Omer, Dover, Velochati Dover. Rabbi Akiva says that none of this is a full edus. Everybody's just being made that you were there for one year. That's a Dover, Velochati Dover. And therefore, that is not a valid edus to a Chazaka. So Amr Abaye, Abaye. So again, what we're trying to suggest is that since Rabbi Akiva holds of this principle of Dover, Velochati Dover, Rabbi Akiva 
Akiva cannot be the author of our Mishnah. Because in our Mishnah we said that if uh, two Adim testify that you stole something and a different two Adim testify that you either shechted or sold it, that's perfectly valid Adis Yuchayev Dalad Vehei. According to Rabbi Akiva, we should have said Dover, Velochati Dover, that you're not Chayev Dalad Vehei. So Amrabai Abai says, no, our Mishnah fits Rabbi Akiva. It's fine. I feel the Rabbi Akiva. When does Rabbi Akiva say Dover, Velochati Dover? By Achloshne Chazaka, when it comes to three different years of Chazaka. But when it comes to our case, he'll admit that this is not called the Chati Dover. Mila Moda Rabbi Akiva, after all, wouldn't Rabbi Akiva be Moda? Bishnayim Omrim Kidesh, Ushnayim Omrim Baal, that if uh, two Adam say that this woman had Kiddushin and therefore she's a married woman, and two other Adam come and say a month later that she had Bia with a different guy, so she violated the Isser of, uh, of adultery. So the Afagav the Adebia Trichle de Kiddushin, even though Adebia doesn't mean anything unless you know that she's married first, so we need the Ade Kiddushin in order to give context to the Adebia, that Kivin Ade Kiddushin, but since the Ade Kiddushin are saying something of halachic import, yeah, and they don't need the Adebia for their Edos to mean something, so Davar Karina Bay, we'd call it Davar, meaning when do we say Chatzi Davar? When none of the Edos is independently meaningful. But if the first set of Edom are saying something meaningful, and then the second set of Edom are only meaningful in the context of the first set of Edom, that's called the Davar Shalim. That actually is a Davar. Sachalami over here also in our Mishnah. Even though the Edom that the guy shechted something, shechted the animal, aren't meaningful if not for the context that we know that it's a stolen animal, but given de Geneva lo but since Eidos that a guy stole something is inherently meaningful, is independently meaningful, so therefore it's called a Davar. So Rabbi Akiva is moda that when both uh, sets of Edom do not require each other, that the first set of Edom independently is saying something meaningful, then we don't apply the principle of Davar, Velo Chatzi Davar. Now typically if a man sleeps with an Eishas Ish, the only way to be Mechaev in Eishas Ish is uh, if you can produce Eide Kiddushin, you can uh, produce Edim that uh, that she was married so Tulsa says, no, nah. I mean, yeah, couples have been married 20 years and then the woman has an affair, The woman, she, so you have uh, you have two Edim that testify, yeah, this woman had an affair and she says, I was never married well, 20 years, you were living in that you have children, you have, uh, you have a wedding picture on the wall, I mean, what, what does that mean you were never you were never married so the, the Tulsa writes, the idea that you need Eide Kiddushin is only where she's not but once people see them living for 30 days, then she's assumed to be an Eshazish, and that's enough context to be mechayev for adultery if Edom come and, and are made on adultery. So that's just uh, the, the point over here is that when she's not Ruchzak as Neshesish, so the Eide Kiddushin are saying something inherently, independently valuable, and therefore the Eide Bia are able to be Mechaev for Misa. So I asked the Gemara of Rabbanon, and the Rabbanon disagree with Rabbi Akiva, and they think that uh, if you have Eidos, uh, one set of Edom saying one year of Chazaka, another set of Edom a second year of Chazaka, another set of Edom saying a third year of Chazaka, meaning the Shita of uh, Abba Chalafta and Rabbi Yochaminur. So, hi, Dover Velo Chatsi Dover Lemutemai. What do they do with Dover Velo Chatsi Dover? Meaning, what are they excluding by saying Dover Velo What is the Torah excluding by saying Dover Velo Chatsi Dover? They hold that Edos on one year of Chazaka can be combined with Edos on another year of Chazaka and another year of Chazaka. So, is 
there any case that they would say, no, that's a chatzi davar? So it says, yeah, yeah, there is a case. We're trying to establish if a girl is a gedola, if she's still a katana, or if she's a gedola. So the way we establish that is by simanim, that she has shtei sa'aros. So what if one aid says she has one sayar, and another aid says she has a different sayar? So can we put those two aidim together and say, oh, so there's shtei sa'aros. So no, you cannot, because that's a davar velo chatzi davar. Says Gemara, hai chatzi davar v'chatzi edusu. That's not even a chatzi davar. That means you have no edus on anything, because edus is defined as two edim. So you don't have two edim on any single hair. So that's not even a chatzi davar. That can't be what davar velo chatzi davar is excluding. Elu lemute shnayim omer mechad begaba vishnayim omer mechad bekreisa. That no, the case is that if two edim say we saw one hair, and two edim come and say we saw another hair. So that's where even the Rabbanon are going to say, Dover Velochatzi Dover. That is not a valid Eidos. Uh, why is that any different than two Eidim say one year of Chazaka, two Eidim say a second year of Chazaka, another two Eidim say a third year of Chazaka? Why is that any different than two Eidim saying on one year and two Eidim saying on the other year? So the Gemara says it, but somewhat uh, cryptically, Hani Amri Ketanihi Vahani Amri Ketanihi. They're both saying that she's a Katana, meaning they're both saying one hair. One hair is something that a Katana would have. So neither of them are being made that she's a Gedola. The Ramban in the Melchamos explains that the Chilik is that when each, each set of Edim is made on one hair, uh, they're not, when they're not Mitzarif, when three sets of Edim are made on, three, on, on a separate year of Chazaka, they are, we are Mitzarif, the Eduyos, because a Sa'ara Achas is not a symbol of Godless at all, because Katanos very often have a Sa'ara Achas. So they were not made on any sort of Godless. As opposed to Chazaka, any moment you spend in that field, you are doing Chazaka. Elamai, you need a certain shear of Chazaka in order for it to be uh, for, for it to be actionable in court. So a year that you spend is a year of Chazaka. So I'm being made on something, on an actual year of Chazaka. It's just that the, that year of Chazaka is not going to help me unless it's accompanied by two other years of Chazaka. So that's how the Ramban uh, explains the, uh, the Chilik. So again, to summarize, Rabbi Akiva holds Dover Vlochatsi Dover would apply uh, in a case of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of uh, three different sets of Edim testifying about three years of Chazaka. Um, Rabbi Akiva would be Moda, that it's a Dover Shalem, if Edim testify about a Bia, uh, when, when uh, we have other Edim to Edim Kiddushin, and therefore Rabbi Akiva is probably Moda in the case of our Mishnah as well, when two Edim testify about Tavach Machar, even though it was a different two Edim that had testified about, uh, about the fact that the fellow had, st- had stolen it. The Rabbanan would apply Dover Velochar when it's two different sets of edim on two hairs that a that a woman that a woman has. Okay. We then said that if you steal something and then you sell it on Shabbos, you pay our bava chamisha, um, and you're not because you're not chayiv misa for that. So you're, there's no kamle bedramine. Tanya pater, but we have a brayso that says not this way. We have a brayso that says that you're pater when you go to machar b'shabbos because we do apply kamle bedramine. So how do we reconcile that? Rami barchama. We have two ways of reconciling it. Number one is Rami barchama ki tanya he de pater ba omer lo akotz te'enam te'enasi. You know when the brayso says that you're pater. Uh, because of your God of Umachar B'Shabbos, it's when the guy who's buying the behemoth off of you tells you on Shabbos, 
pick a te'ena off of my tree and that will be your payment. That's how I'm buying it from you. So when you pick that te'ena off of the tree, you're affecting the mechira. Yeah, but you're also being mechal Shabbos. So since you're being mechal Shabbos, when you pick the te'ena off the tree, you're chayiv misa for that. Memele will apply. That must be the case of the b'risa. So Amri, so uh, the uh, Gemara asks on this teret, now if the bal ha'te'ena were to come and be tovea, the mocher and based in that, now you owe me the animal. You took my te'ena. Give me the animal. Basin's not going to make him give you the animal because at the time that he picked the Ta'ina, he was Chayv Misa. So therefore, he's not going to have to give you the animal. So doesn't that mean that the Mechira wasn't a Mechira? So if it wasn't a Mechira, then he's not going to be Chayv Dalit uh, for that reason. So uh, so you can't call that Ganav Umachar B'Shabbos. So again, we had it, our mission says Ganav Umachar B'Shabbos, you're Chayv Dalit because Mechira is not a violation of any Malacha on Shabbos. We had a Bryce that says Ganav Umachar B'Shabbos that your Pater and Dalit because you violated a Melecha Shabbos. How did you violate Melecha Shabbos? Rabbi Barakam explained, the Mechira was affected by pulling a Ta'ina off of a tree. Says Gemara, it doesn't work because if, if the Mechira was affected by pulling a Ta'ina off of a tree, the Mechira is not affected. The guy, the guy, the guy can't uh, claim the animal from you because you're already Chayiv Misa on that. Elo Amrav Papas Rav Papas has a different explanation of the Brisa. Ba Omer Lo, the Lokeach, says to the Ganav and Shabbos, Zrok Nuvoseich, Lechatseri Vitiknili Gnuvoseich. Throw the animal into my Chatser, and I'll be Kone with Kinyan Chatser, and I'll pay you for that. And the Ganav threw the Behema into the Chatser of the Lokeach, and therefore the Lokeach was Kone. So it turns out that at the moment the Lokeach was Kone, the Mocher was Chayv Misa for being Motzi Mirashos the Rashos on Shabbos. And that's why he's Pater from Dalvei, because he was Chayv Misa. At that moment, so says Mar Keman. But who is this assuming like? That's Kravi Akiva, Dama Klutakami, Shahun Chadamya, who holds that something that's that's hovering in the airspace above a Rishos is as if it's considered as, as if it's resting in the Rishos. So the Chiv Misa happens as soon as the animal goes into the avir of the other guy's Rishos, and that's also when the Kinyan happens, and that's why you're Pater from uh, from from payment of Dalvei because you're Chiv Misa at the very moment that the Kinyan happens. Because if we assume like the Rabbanan, Kivan Kana, the Kinyan happens according to the Rabbanan as soon as it goes into the airspace of the fellow's Chatzar, of the Lokeach's Chatzar. But you're only Chayv and Shabbos once it lands on the ground. So if you're not Chayv Misa at the same moment that the Mechira was Chal, then we don't apply Kam Then, uh, so that wouldn't work to explain this Brysa. We're trying to explain the Brysa that says that you Patra on the Dalvei because we apply the principle of Kamle Bidrabmine, that the case is that you chuck it into his Rishos. According to Rabban, it doesn't work because it doesn't come Be'idna, it doesn't come at the same time. That as soon as it goes into the airspace of the Rishos, the Mechira is Chal, but you're not Chayv for Shabbos till it lands. So says Gemara, Ba'omer, Lo Tikni Now you could just play with the case a little bit. Say that the, the, the Lokech tells you, throw it into my Rishos, but I'm not having Das to be Konin until it lands. So even though, te- strictly speaking, you normally, normally be Konin as soon as it's in the airspace of your Rishos, but you can decide that you don't want to be Kona'id then. So you'll be Kona'id Dafka only when it lands in, in your Rishos. So that is how we justify Rav Papa's answer. Says the Gemara, Rava Amar, 
I can even go back to Rami, to Rami Barchama's answer and justify that. What was Rami Barchama's answer? Is where I, I affected the Mechira by telling you, pick a Ta'ena off of my tree. So the Gemara had asked, well, that's not a Mechira, because you'll never be, you, if you take him to court to get the animal from him, the basin will not make him give you the animal, because he's Chayv Misa for picking the Ta'ena off of the tree. So Rav Amr Liolam Rami Barchama, that really, Rami Barchama, really Rami Barchama might be correct. And he said, think about it. Esnon Even if a person is his own mother uh, for payment, that payment is still Eslan Zona that cannot be used uh, to be brought in the base of Migdash. Now, wait a second. If the mother were to take him to court and say, This no good for good for nothing son of mine, he owes me money. Really? How does he owe you money? Well, there's an Eslan payment that I'm due, and therefore and he, hasn't, uh, he hasn't paid for my services. So, would Basin say, Oh, uh, you have to pay for those services? Certainly not. The guy is Chayv Misa for being Boa his mother. So he's not going to be chayv any mamon. But apparently, even though it's not actionable in Bezdin, Bezdin's not going to make him pay the money. But since when he does pay it, it has a status of Esnan, so in our case as well. When the guy picks the Ta'ina off of the tree and thereby affects the Mechira, if you go, uh, if the Lokech were to come to Bezdin and say, he owes me this animal because when he picked that taina the animal became mine basin will not make him give you the animal but still, it is a mechira. Why is it a mechira? Because by the esnon, why is it esnon? So Tulsus points out because to be yotzei yidei shemaim, you have to pay the esnon, even though it's not actionable in Beisdin. But to be yotzei yidei shemaim, you actually have to pay it. Now, the, the question of kultu kamishahuncha is a question that uh, some of the achronim deal with in other contexts. If a person is putting on tefillin and he says a bracha and his tefillin haven't hit his head yet, but it's right above his head, and then he talks. So is that a hefsik in the uh, in the bracha? Do we say kluta kamishuncha? So there's a discussion in the poskim how far we take this uh, this principle. Okay, but from tomorrow we'll pick up at the top of the final from at the two dots. Good day and a good lechayish, everybody.